Like many societies, the ancient Roman Empire had a founding myth. It was believed that the city of Rome was founded by Romulus, and the people and the rulers of Rome often invoked the various tales of Romulus as justification for their laws and social practices. One of these was slavery, a widespread practice in the Roman Empire. It was said that Romulus had decreed that a man could sell his own children into slavery, thus justifying the practice of human chattel. This view that a person could be owned and sold reverberated through the very fabric of the Roman Empire. The Roman world which surrounded Israel was beset by vicious forms of idolatry and corruption and immorality, all because human life had no intrinsic value. Rather, a person was measured by their dignitas or prestige. Some people had it and some people didn't. The young did not. Abortion and infanticide were common ways of dealing with unwanted or handicapped children. Similarly, there were those who were feeble or old, and they typically received little care. They were past their prime and or of little use to society, and so they weren't worth the effort and the expense. This was the utilitarian approach to things. Everything was judged upon how it helped the empire, meaning those at the top who controlled things. Religion, such as it was, was not about seeking the truth, but was rather designed to glorify the state, to augment the power of Caesar. The economy of Rome largely depended upon military conquest of other peoples and the taxation and the exploitation of the poor. It was a society that meted out cruel and barbaric justice, justified on the grounds that it maintained the public order. And so it was against this backdrop that St. Paul says that Christians cannot live as the Gentiles did. As Christ himself said, the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and the great ones make their authority over them felt. The Christian distinctive is that each and every person has intrinsic dignity. Gaudium et Spes, the pastoral constitution on the modern world from the Second Vatican Council, put it this way. The social order and its development must invariably work to the benefit of the human person, since the order of things is to be subordinate to the order of persons and not the other way around. This means that every person has a right to have his or her dignity recognized by society, and that right trumps any right of society to trample that dignity for the so-called greater good. It's said we live in a culture that was beyond the capacity to be shocked. We've seen everything, or so it seems, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yet that thesis was tested these last couple of weeks by the disturbing videos released about Planned Parenthood, in which their officials, often medical doctors, discuss how they would like to obtain money for body parts harvested from aborted fetuses for use in medical research. We all know, of course, that abortion is a horrific evil and that the inaptly named Planned Parenthood is the largest purveyor of this evil in our country. Some 350,000 unborn lives are tragically ended at their clinics every year. Yet there is something particularly awful and cruel that the corpses of these fetuses are then raided for their parts. 
We compound the evil of abortion by telling ourselves that some good will come of it because we'll use the tissue for medical research. After all, we'll say, the abortion was going to happen anyway. We might as well find a way to profit from it. That's the kind of utilitarian mindset that is rejected at the very core of our Christian faith. The Israelites cried out, Would that we had died at the Lord's hands in the land of Egypt, as we sat by our flesh pots and had our fill of bread. They were willing to trade their human dignity for slavery so that their bellies could be full. How much worse, how much more selfish, that our society has become willing to trade the dignity of the unborn so that we might gain alleged medical benefits. Our faith rejects this utilitarian calculus, even as our increasingly post-Christian world embraces it, because the room temperature condition of fallen humanity is that life is cheap. And I fear that that is the mean upon which or to which we are returning. If the strong can gain by the exploiting the weak or the good of the group can be advanced at the expense of the few in most places and times throughout history, so be it. That's the way the world works. It was only our Christian faith that could make headway against that instrumental view of human dignity, headway against the, the idea that all things, including human life, have a price, that they can be bought or sold in the market. Christ suffered under that principle. He came into the world as a gift for the redemption of all. But he was rejected by some who saw this gift as a threat to themselves and to their power. First, the Jewish leaders who said, it is better that one man should die rather than the whole people. And then the Roman leader Pontius Pilate who said, what is truth? And so to placate the crowd, handed over a man he knew to be innocent to be crucified. In the Eucharist, we feed upon Christ who suffered and died for our salvation, not in the macabre way that someone might get a new liver grown from a liver from a fetus procured by abortion, not by parasitically destroying life so that another life can prosper. That is the food that perishes. But rather, the Eucharist is like the manna from heaven, a gift that is infinitely renewable. We do not destroy or use up the body of Christ in the Eucharist. We don't even have to fight over it or decide which group is more worthy of a limited resource because it can always be refleshed by the miracle of the altar. It is pure grace. But even more so, it is this bread that truly gives life. The Eucharist is the gift that gives us a share in the love that Christ took to the cross. Love for all of humanity, not just for those who matter. And redemption for all who would believe in him. From it, our eyes are open to just how precious life is. Christ, our own, and everyone else. <laughs>